0: Mary was called to something impossible. This young woman had just been given news that would radically change the course of her entire life. Everything that she had thought, everything she believed that she knew, everything she was expecting in her life was now going to be completely different because of one conversation. Mary was told by an angel That she was going to be the mother of the Son of God. That she was going to be the means through which God brings salvation into the world. The only problem was, she wasn't married. And even more difficult than that, Mary was a virgin. And so this seemed impossible on so many different levels. On one hand, just the scandal and the weight of that alone, having to deal with being the mother of the Son of God, the mother of the Messiah that had been promised for so long is overwhelming. But she was a young woman in a small town. People were going to talk. People were going to know that Mary wasn't married to Joseph yet. And telling people that I'm a virgin... It's okay, it's the Son of God, doesn't really go over very well. And so her reputation was going to be tarnished, and she was going to have to hold on to this truth that she knew and that she understood, knowing that no one else will. But even beyond that, Mary felt inadequate. When Gabriel comes to Mary at the beginning of the book of Luke, he calls her the favored one of God. And this saying, this greeting troubled Mary. She didn't feel like she was qualified to do the work that God was calling her to do. But because she trusted God, she said, here I am. I'm your servant. And let it be to me according to your word. God, whatever you want, wherever you're leading, whatever you call me to do... I'll do it no matter what the cost, no matter what the weight, no matter how utterly ill-equipped I feel for this work. If you're calling me to do it, then I'm going to do it. And just a few verses later, after a visit with her cousin, Mary said this in Luke 1, starting in verse 46, He has scattered the proud and the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. we look at Mary's confession here. There are two distinct sections. One section discusses her humble estate and God's choosing of her for this incredible, overwhelming job. And the second section describing the power and the generosity of that God that she serves. And Mary describes a God with incredible power who uses that power to upend the structure of the world. That God uses his power to humble the strong and to strengthen the weak. That he sees things differently than we do. Mary saw herself as one of those people who was weak. One of those people who needed the strength of God and who needed his intervention in her life. And she reflects that in her prayer. Her prayer was humble. Her prayer was a prayer solely relying on the strength and the power of God and understanding that anything good that she has, that that comes from him. But her prayer wasn't self-deprecating. In verse 48, she said, He has looked on the humble estate of his servant, for behold, from now on, generations, all generations will call me blessed. You see, Mary knew that because God called her, and because God is the one that strengthened her for this task, that she would never, ever be the same. God doesn't simply use the weak to accomplish his purpose. He gives them strength. He exalts the humble. And when it comes to doing work for God, most of us, like Mary, we feel inadequate. It's easy to feel inadequate because ultimately we are inadequate. When it comes to doing God's work, none of us has the qualifications, none of us has the resume to be able to do it. And so when God comes to each and every one of us and calls us to be a part of His mission, it should be humbling and it should be a little confusing because we don't fit the criteria. But He doesn't leave us in that humble estate. When we're called by God into salvation, He calls us not only to an eternal life, but He calls us to a work that starts here and now. And to do that work, He equips us in the way that we need to be equipped. And so while we should certainly be humbled by God calling us to do that work, we also need to have confidence in the way that God has strengthened us to have that same mentality, to have that same heart as Mary to say, listen, I don't feel like I'm good enough for this. I don't feel like I'm equipped to handle this. But if you tell me that you're going to do this work in and through me, God, I trust in you. I trust in your work. And I have confidence that you can use even someone like me to accomplish something so profound in the world. When it comes to your own strength, be humble. Because you don't have the strength to do anything necessary for the kingdom of God. But when you think of the work that God has called you to, never ever doubt the strength that has been given to you by the God who loves you, by the God who hung the stars in the sky, by the God who had a plan to save the world before you took a breath. That's the kind of strength that you can trust. Advent is a season of work. And if you're in Christ, then you are called, but not only called, but qualified and strengthened to accomplish that work of going out and making disciples of all nations of loving God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself, as caring for widows and orphans, all of that work that we're called to do, you have been gifted and equipped and strengthened to do that by the God who has the power to do it for you. And so as you work this Advent season, work with confidence. Not confidence in your own strength, but in the strength given to you by God. God through Jesus Christ, his son. As we take this time to pray, whether out loud or silently, use this as a time to thank God that even though you have nothing to offer, that he still wants you to be a part of his plan, that he still has use for you, that he still has purpose for you. And not only does he have that use for you, but he is strengthening you and equipping you to do that work. Let this be a time of humble prayer, but also a time asking God to give you the confidence to trust that he who began a good work in you will not only complete it in you, but that he who began that good work in you has equipped you to do the work that you are called to do and that in that you can have confidence to go out and to boldly answer the call that Christ has on your life. Let's take a moment and pray to the God who equips the humble who brings low the proud but he raises up those in low estate And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall dwell secure. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. Father God, we just thank you so much that you are strong and that you are good and that you are kind. And we thank you that you see the world differently than we do, that it's not based on our strength or our skills or our ability, but it's based on yours. And you look upon us in our humble estate, knowing that we have nothing to offer you. And yet you give us so much. You not only save us by your grace, but you call us to your work. You allow us to be part of your plan and you don't even leave it there. But God, you strengthen us and you equip us to do what you've called us to do. And so help us to balance well the humility of knowing that we don't have anything in and of ourselves to be proud of or anything to offer you. But give us the confidence to know that when you call us to your work that you have given us the strength that we need and that because of that calling and because of that gifting we'll never be the same and we ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus who gives us strength in you amen as you go today may you go with the strength of God May you go knowing that he who saved you has called you and that he who calls you has equipped you to do his work. And in that, in his strength, in his power, in his might, you can be confident to do the work that you're called to do. And as you go today, may you go with the gospel and be blessed. Thank you for listening to An Invisible Ocean. My name is Chris Dills. I'm your host, and I'm the pastor of Redeeming Grace Community Church in Loganville, Georgia. If you like the show and you would like to support it, you could do it in several different ways. You can subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice review. You can follow our host, SubCreative Media, on different forms of social media, on Instagram and on Twitter, at the Subcreative. Or if you'd like to give financially, you can find us on Patreon and become a patron. You can go to patreon.com slash aninvisibleocean and support us monthly, whether that's a little bit or a lot. Every little bit helps to go into making this podcast. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope your day is blessed by the goodness and grace of the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. See you next time.